Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what's going on. I've been using my computer all day. So, of course, yeah. I got like three Wi-Fi connections to choose from and <laughs> got an air card and none of them work. It closed down Pornhub oh. and all the rest of that stuff you got going. <laughs> totally. I get this well, full length uh, porn feature that I got to finish watching. So, let's <laughs> just go ahead. I'll just run that on. Yeah, just do just every five minutes or so, you know, take a pause, do your yeah. thing, then come See, back on. It's all good. There's your high point for 2020. <laughs> Free premium services. Free premium. I love it. That was was that a real thing or was that just people talking shit? Oh, no, that, I think that was a real thing. Was it? That's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, That's hilarious. They offered free premium for the COVID people. <laughs> Beat off every day. I wonder if uh, Giuliani got like oh. extra extra months free he, because of what he's he probably did on got a bed. lifetime subscription, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. He's the new Pornhub mascot. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit, eh? The streaking uh, <laughs> hair stuff. <laughs> oh, what um, a creepy oh, that bastard was, that guy That is. was like an oil spill, man. It looked like Exxon Valdez oh, letting, letting its oil out in the ocean. Yeah. You know, it's funny oh, is shit. people forget what he did at 9-11. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it's not like it's what, what did you do for me last week, right? Well, you go from being a the, the world hero and mm-hmm. Trump and being the world's goat. Yeah, like seriously. Like the guy was I mean, the savior of the planet during 9-11. And, and, and he was he was awesome, yeah. And now what is he? Yeah. He's a meme. Well, yeah, yeah like he's, he's a, a meme. He's, he's a joke to everybody <laughs> now. I don't know anybody that yeah. even would take him seriously at all. And and yeah. that's awful to even say that, right? But the truth yeah. is it's it's not it's not unfunny. Um but on a lot of different levels, obviously it's just funny, but but the fact is they, he actually thinks he's doing well. I think that's what yeah. makes it almost extra funny. Yeah. It's like Trump, right? Trump oh, is yeah. like a buffoon. Yeah. But because he thinks he's so smart and doing well, he's actually an extra buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he's like doubly buffoonish or whatever. I, I was reading uh, he, he's now turning on all everybody. So like now he's saying like Pence is a traitor and a uh, whatever. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Like... This guy's got some serious issues. Yeah, totally. Well, totally. He's, he's able to uh, basically crater an entire country and then go golfing. Yeah, yeah right? right. Just take it's, off and yeah. It's the Secret Service to drop him off the golf course and gives it one yeah. of the. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck yeah. to y'all. Yep. Well, and I, I you mean, know he's going to take Secret <laughs> Service for the day he dies. He's gonna he's gonna take every service they offer. A former president, mm-hmm. he's going to take it all just to soak up some more yeah. of that, you know. Yep. Yeah. If if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with. Oh me. yeah. Yeah, and he'll make like ten thousand an hour on the speaking circuit, right? Like, oh, easy. just like yeah. Clintons and all that. I know, ten thousand bucks an hour they get paid, man. Some of them, and it's probably more now. On yeah. top of who knows how many business deals he made during his presidency oh. that are going to pay yeah. off suddenly a month after he's not president. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The, he's got this. I'm sure there's so much shady deals. Like it's nuts. Yeah. So, so much going on. You, so are you there, Dom? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't see the video, but the audio's there anyway. Yeah. We can hear I, you. So it's is cool. It just like one still image or is it just yeah. black? One still image of your. Of your oh, I'm just getting a coconut. black image. 
Oh, I have a picture of your beautiful coconut. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You look good, though. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's funny. Looks good. Yeah, I haven't moved since I sat down, so no, my my videos working just fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, that's why I asked. I'm like, well, maybe he's just not moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you you can be pretty quiet, right? So it yes. could be that you're just sitting still and, and not saying much. Totally. <laughs> he's the ninja of the group here. So does does anyone have anything like high point that they want to like talk about from this past year? Something that like really stands out as a high point? Or should we do high the point? shit first? Should we go shit first and then finish off with like the cream or start yeah, with let's the do cream that. and then end up at the show no, let's go let's go through the shit and into the good stuff yeah okay through the the shit shit. The yeah all right let's let's clean the shit off the plate first okay so who wants to go first about like the worst thing so obviously covid happened COVID. we all know that covid so the worst thing personally i guess like what's our what's the worst thing that happened for us this year uh, based on not just covid obviously but the results of COVID. Does anyone want to go first? I know it's hard, eh? Well, I, I guess uh, for me, um, geez, the worst part. Well, I guess because I lost my job back in May, I got laid off. Mm. So I guess yeah. in a lot of ways, that was the worst thing. Um, I mean, there's some good that came of that too. So, mm-hmm. but I, I'd say pers- as far as personally goes, I think that's probably the worst thing that happened was just losing yeah. the job and yeah so and what do you think the worst thing that happened in general is like not just to you personally this could be about everything but us personal and as well as um just Uh, in general what do you think the worst shit is i think honestly it's the covid and everything around it all the way Mm -hmm. governments are handling it Um, i think it's because we were forced to isolate and change how we're socially interacting i think um it brought a lot of issues to the forefront, um, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just think those were wounds that were kind of not festering right at the surface and nobody yeah. was wanting to really look at them. And I think when we were mm-hmm. isolated for that first bit of COVID, I think it was almost like, I mean, everybody was on YouTube, everybody was on streaming. And so when like George Floyd happened, it was, mm-hmm. it was even, you know, more, um, more people were aware of it faster, I think. So I just yeah. think it highlighted some of those like hard issues that our mm-hmm. society likes to pretend don't exist, but they really do. So yeah. I think, I think, so when I think about COVID, it's not just, you know, I mean, there's the side of it where, you know, people are getting sick and they're dying and there's long-term effects, mm-hmm. but it's the whole, everything else surrounding it. It's the fighting, it's yeah. the governments, the way they're handling it. It's just the way mm-hmm. like the anti-maskers and, and just all this, anger everywhere and then uh yeah so that's my opinion yeah yeah that's fair man that's a good one i mean that's that's true it's funny i was thinking probably the worst thing that happened was george floyd um yeah being killed uh in terms of you know social but that's not the worst right like i mean it's awful but the truth is like that millions of people have died this year so um but that's i think that was so important and stands out to me just because of what it brought about afterwards, mm. you know, yeah. like, um, and, and I really hope that we have to sleep on that stuff, some of that stuff, you know, like, uh, and again, I don't know much about the black lives matter movement or I don't know more. Like I'm, I'm a very low level knowledge person of that stuff, but 
Um, I do see it, it regardless of it, may, doesn't always do it the right way, but it, it's necessary, right? Like there's obviously things that need to change, you know? Um, and I think that's really what, like you said, was brought to the surface this year, you know, um, with all the isolation, everybody had time to sit around and think, right? And think yeah. like, how, how good is life? How good is life really if as soon as we shut things down, everybody hoards toilet paper? Like how good are things? Because we can't ignore that, right? Yeah. Like we, I don't know, I can't ignore it. I, I see those things happen in real time and it has a real impact on me, right? Like seeing people hoard, seeing people push people out of the way to get stuff, like that has a real impact on me. Um, and I think that's one of the, the biggest things personally for me was realizing how some people are really just pure selfish, you know, and that's really hard for me to take because I want to believe in the good in people, you know. Um, so, I mean, and that's, again, it's probably my naivety um, coming to the surface, just like lots of things came to the surface this past year because of how people were put to the test um, and not by other people, just by the sheer circumstances, right? Um, the way things were going. Uh, anyway, that's enough out of me on that one. That's probably the biggest one for me though. Yeah. 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 And I, I wasn't, I was going to say Catholic church, but then I, I know I could hear Dom snickering saying, yes, say the Catholic church. Yeah. Let's, let's not get to your triggers <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> we'll wait till we've been talking for a few minutes. First. That's right. <laughs> what about you? Dom or John, either one of you guys. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I mean, I think it's the year where it's been so hard on so many different people that I think when you look at um, people's resilience or when you look at the factors that, that used to be, used to make you resilient, mm -hmm. now I think people are kind of almost revisiting those in terms of you know, where those, uh, some of those things are not in place. So, I mean, I just finished, uh, I had to take some time off. Um, I count my blessings, right? Because I have a job uh, mm -hmm. and I have to take some time off because uh, it's just one of those mandatory things, but I didn't have anything to do or anywhere to go. And I think, you know, typically my resilience came from, you know, looking at trying to get away and, and, and getting to some sort of vacation or, or just mm -hmm. getting away from, things like phones and computers and emails and things like that and now I kind of have to reevaluate you know like okay I, I can't draw on what would typically refill my bucket so now I got to look at new things so you know for two weeks off I said yeah I could have just continued to work straight through but I didn't uh, I learned new things I uh, found uh, new hobbies I read three books I did things that I wanted to do I didn't have any schedule and I think it's just, you know, uh, um, you know, finding new ways, you know, to decompress and not, and not be so consumed in the day-to-day -day events. So yeah, maybe, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, right? That, uh, that maybe the worst thing that happened was um, that I had to find new ways to be resilient. Um, so yeah, silver lining, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Johnny? Oh, um, well, let's see. You know, I, I think for me, the hardest part was the disconnection from, from a lot of people. I, 
you know, it was, it was a really weird year. I mean, despite the COVID thing and which I got by the way, and it sucked, totally sucked. It was brutal. So I just recommend everybody listen to what the doctors and the health professionals are saying. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's for real, man. Like I was so sick and you know, you see the ICU numbers that are skyrocketing and people in the hospital and people that are dying. And then you see these people who are, and I don't even know what they're protesting. Their, their, their infringement on their freedom to not wear a mask, you dumbass. Like, I don't get it. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And you know, for somebody who's, who's had it, knows how bad it is, and had someone in my family with a compromised immune system to see these people protesting. And you know what? I understand they have a right to do that. But for me, about that and all of that stuff was I got way too emotionally involved in all of that mm. just brought out a lot of anger and resentment in me and you know while we're we're talking about the voices in recovery anybody who's listening to this that's in recovery knows how difficult this year was for people who were trying to stay sober and having mm. closed and having no ability to connect with people in our community. You know, when, when we have difficult times and struggles and challenges in our lives, we usually find some comfort in connecting with our kind. We find connection in going to meetings and talking to other people in recovery. Now, I, I mean, you know as well as I do, David, you know well more than I do how many people have really adversely been impa- impacted by this, mm. this whole pandemic thing. Not only here, but I mean globally, right? Mm-hmm. Zoom meetings are, are you know, one option. It mm-hmm. doesn't replace that face-to-face contact. It doesn't replace that social interaction that we get from going to a meeting and talking to other people yeah so i know for myself um you know isolating is not good but this entire year pretty much for the last nine months has been isolation pretty much yeah not having that opportunity to to go to meetings and, and do that kind of stuff so fortunately um I haven't really suffered any adverse effects from it. I mean, other than the rise of resentments and anger and you know, those uh, negative emotional feelings, but you know, it, uh, I don't know. I, there's just, I just see the divisiveness there. If that's a word, division, divisiveness, mm-hmm. society. Um, you know, like you guys mentioned before that with mine is mine. I'm going to hoard it and you can't have it and screw you. Once I get what I have and what I need, then everybody else can go to hell. Mm-hmm. But there are the other part of society that have said, oh, no, here, I have enough. Take, mm-hmm. take my share. You know, so yeah. while it's been, it's spotlighted and I, I, I don't want to sound too 
doom and gloom here, but it certainly has <laughs> uh, the human condition. It's spotlighted mm -hmm. what human nature really is. Mm -hmm. And while there are some members of society that rose to the occasion and actually did things that benefited others, there are a lot of people that just went back to their basic animal instinct mm -hmm. skill. And you know what? Sitting on the porch with the shotgun, kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think uh, that that's exactly what I was talking about earlier, right? It's like, um, at, at what the good news I think is, well, it's good and bad news for, from my perspective. It's like the good news is there's more good people than there are bad. That I know for sure, because on say on a walk, you get bothered by three people out of the hundreds you see. Right. So, and I'm just obviously throwing those numbers around. I'm not suggesting those are re like real numbers. Um, but it's, it's obvious there's more good people than bad, or we'd be in a lot of trouble. Like we would be in a lot more trouble if, if it was say even, even <laughs> like yeah. if there was even good to even bad people, like selfish sage and self, just unselfish and selfish, forget about good and bad. Um, but like if there was, if it was half and half, man, we'd be in a lot of trouble, you know, more trouble than we are. That's for sure. Um, so I think you're right. And, and that, that's always like the silver lining. I think like Dom said earlier is like, there, there is lots of good coming out of it. Like I've, I've noticed in myself, like defects that have arose come up and throughout the last 10 months that I haven't even observed maybe for five years. Right. Like, things coming up that holy crap like I can't even imagine why I would get upset by that you know but you mentioned it as well resentment this is like a good place for resentment to dwell right is when you have to sit in your own shit all day and realize that even though it's going to get cold you have to still sit in it yep. like right like it can be as uncomfortable as, as it, it's going to get but you're still stuck in it you know I, and I guess that's the bottom line is we're always stuck with us right and and however we can interpret this thing I, I think that's one of the the hardest one for me was my depression this year this year it just it really it really pushed me to the edge a few times you know yeah. like um and yeah it was really hard a few times this year like if, if it was years past i probably would have a much different description of how depression got me but i can i can say Pretty much every day, I, I've dealt with some symptom of it or symptoms, various symptoms of it. I can't remember a time where I didn't, where I haven't this year, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Even while we were out camping, like it was just pretty much a daily struggle just to, um, I say struggle, some days it wasn't a struggle, obviously, um, even though when you're wrestling with like suicidal ideations, that can be a struggle every day. Um, but yeah, it's just been that kind of fucking hard, you know, um, but lots of good to, you know, like, I don't know. I, I feel bad for all the folks that lost businesses, right? Like that, that also oh, yeah. like lost their jobs. We, we saw like Darcy, so many people though. I mean, it was, um, that, that's the other side of things that even people with jobs like myself, I, I'm only speaking for myself, like where I think okay, how lucky am I, right? Like seriously lucky to still have work and 
to still be making a paycheck, right? This time, I mean, the work is busy, busier than ever. So thank God I can still do it. Um, but how are, how are you guys finding that on your own mental health? Like how, how have you guys been? This is, this is the perfect place for this question because we're all four looking at each other. Well, sort of Dom's not really looking at us, but <laughs> like all four of us can see, yeah. <laughs> all four of us can see each other. And so we always talk about ending the stigma. Let's, let's talk about it. How has your mental health been? You know what? I think you hit it exactly on the head where you, you said, you know, basically wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. Right. And learning how to, I know for me, um, since, you know, coming sober and staying in recovery, the, the watcher of my mind, that ever-present voice, when I feel a lot of judgment and resentment and anger come up, that voice kicks in automatically and basically kind of bitch slaps me back into the right lane. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's really annoying because I just want to be angry. I just want mm -hmm. to be sad. I just want to be, you know, feel a normal range of emotion. But yeah. fortunately for me, I don't have the normal range of emotion. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm like you, right? I go from crippling depression to like outrageous anxiety and forget. And I'll smash your face. <laughs> yeah. Forget that that middle path is there when it's all within me. It's all in my control. It's mm -hmm. about me in that regard. Right. And I mean, get it like you know i've been talking to a couple of my neighbors and they both lost their jobs and he has been cripplingly depressed and is now going on medication and you know it the thing is is it's it's okay to feel that way it's okay to be depressed it's okay to be anxious it's okay to be afraid but i think for for myself is that I, I want to keep up that persona of, I, I got this, I can handle it, you know, anything other than um, being in complete control is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. I know that is not true because there's everything is out of my control. Everything. <clears throat> the only thing that's in control that I have power over is me. Although I allow myself to fall into that trap. Right. I allow myself, like you said, shit stinks, but it's warm. And mm. when in it, you don't want to get out. So, but yeah, the, uh, with the isolation and, you know, just not to harp back to the, to the meetings and stuff, but you know, for myself, going to meetings is a great way to get rid of depression. It's a great way to battle anxiety. It's a great way to be connected. And social mm. interaction is one of our basic needs. We're social animals. We need to have contact with other people, right? So yeah. When, when, when that depression and anxiety kick in, it's it's not as easy to to be able to handle it without going to a meeting, right? So it's just exacerbated, and it's and it extends a lot longer than it should, right? I mean, mm -hmm. 
and it everything is temporary and yeah eventually get better but that's part of the path right it's Mm. it goes up and down so i don't know that's that's what my my mental health has been like a total train wreck for the last 10 months like you said so you know but again we i need to focus on being grateful for what i do have instead of resentful for what i don't yeah fair enough man you know that's how it works right and health health is is the one thing that you never get a second chance at yeah you said it man how you doing darcy how's your mental health man uh well there's dom we got a picture oh we got a video or a picture yeah um i would say it's it's like uh, john said it's like just a roller coaster ride it's you know, you'll go through a couple of days where like, you just want to like literally knock it out of bed. And then a couple of days where, yeah, you can do this. This is all right. And then a couple, you know, and then it just swings and you're just constantly up and down. And I, uh, I don't know. It was just, there was times where I was like, I know I should be happy about stuff, but I'm not. And other times where I was like, I should be mad or upset about stuff, but I'm not. So like, I think it just kind of skewed everything and set a new, like, it was like hit reset on how I look at things because stuff that bothered me before, is it really important now? Like, especially with the whole context of everything, like, you know, people are losing their jobs, people are losing their lives, people are getting permanently damaged from COVID. Some people get through it easy, but it's just, you know then there's the like john said the lack of social interaction there's there's all these things that are around it and then all of the other social issues that got highlighted this year and it was just it just dogpiled so like every time you felt like okay no i can deal with this covid lockdown and then it was like bam something else and you're like okay okay just two things is good we got two fires i think i can handle that bam another one and then it's and then of course for anybody who lost their job lost their housing lost you know, had those mm-hmm. kinds of personal kind of traumas. I mean, it's just crazy, you know, like, and then of course, during COVID, my, one of my dogs died and, you know, things like that. Um, so it's just like, it, it's just, it's insane. And then of course, um, I think there's a lot of irrational anger or just, mm-hmm. uh, I, there was a good portion of time where I, after a few months of it, where I just found that, you know, like I would drop a spoon on the floor. And it would just like, I'd go in, I'd be, I'd want to rage. Like, I just want to break the spoon. That's how like mm-hmm. quick it was to just switch to anger. And then, so yeah. then I had to think, well, like, what is going on? But uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of work to try not mm-hmm. to lash out at everyone around you or, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. sometimes just not even drive the you know vehicle into the guy in front of you sometimes. Like it, it's just been a crazy year. <laughs> like, I because yeah. I've I've had irrational thoughts where I'm just like you know somebody not even cuts me off or does anything to me they're just driving slower than I think they should or something and that's mm-hmm. enough and I'm just like I should just ram them off the road you know <laughs> so totally it, but it's just it, it, I, I didn't think like that before and now you know especially <laughs> with all the stresses it's just crazy yeah it just seems crazy now so yeah it was right, just man. all over all over and. <laughs> For me, it was a lot of anger because I think that's mm-hmm. my go-to. But uh, yeah, so then I then it started to become a lot of time for self-reflection. And why is that happening? So, mm-hmm. so I guess and how's end, that going? Well, it, it's coming along. It's a work in progress. Yeah. that's how I like like to look at it. 
Right on. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Hey, Dom, how about yourself, man? How's your mental health, my friend? Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to be very um, aware that I'm just one person who's, who's all wrapped up in this, right? And um, every time where I start to feel like it's uh, starting to become challenging, I just try to find ways to, to look at how others have been impacted. And, say, and even today, like I was just like, I had to say to myself, life is good. Like I am, I am good. I am healthy. I am well. I am. Life is good. And so, I think you know, just trying to draw, you know, some sort of sense when you look at how many opioid deaths there's been this year. Uh, we look at, you know, like, and I think in Alberta there's been 90 uh, opioid deaths a month. That brings us at over 900 kind of opioid deaths for, you know, for um, for the first uh, 10 months of the year. I'm sure it'll be into the thousands now by the time we wrap this up. And, uh, you know, would we have had as many opioid deaths? Would we have had as many suicides? Would we have had as many um, other things happen if, if we didn't have such a focus and, you know, pulling people away from their supports and, uh, mm -hmm. and strengths? So, you know, like, uh, so I go back to, you know, to John's, you know, comments around, you know, for people that, that, that really crucially rely on those supports and those networks for meetings and, and seeing people in person. Um, that's where, you know, like, um, I think, you know, we've been sort of almost fixated by the media, by the government uh, and righteously so, like we, we need to be focused and fixated. But I think, you know, I'm starting to see that um, we need to have a little bit more of a globe, like just widen our vision a little bit and see what the mm -hmm. impacts have been on people, see how mental health has kind of affected uh, people and, and kids who are not able to do what they would normally do, uh, mm -hmm. not able to do the sports that they would normally do, uh, not able to interact and do, you know, like all those things, right? So today I thought about all of those things and I just thought, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. I'm good. I'm well. So, um, so I think that's kind of what's keeping me grounded uh, through this. And hopefully, mm -hmm. uh, I would say um, we'll get through this together. And uh, I'll just kind of stay the course. Um, being an inner, inner introvert, uh, I'm not quite where you guys are at yet in terms of needing this uh, interaction with other people. <laughs> I'm still, I am still happy in my house by myself with the lights on. It's, it's good to have one of you with us, man. <laughs> it's yeah. true, though, man. Yeah, that's a good point. So what are... Uh, oh, go ahead, Dave. No, go, bro. It's great. I, well, so I was going to say, so what are, I guess, turning the corner now on, like, what what, were, what would be some of these, some of your highlights then if... Or I guess what yeah. were some of the positives that did come out of any negatives that happened this year for either personally or, or bigger, right? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, we start thinking, I mean, it's nice to talk about positive stuff too, right? Like, I mean, I, I appreciate that so much. I just don't want to do it at the cost of the truth, the reality of things, right? Like, mm -hmm. cause I know my reality is probably very, um, it's probably luxurious to some, right? Like I, I think about this all the time, how full my life is, like how 
uh, how much I have in terms of just love, really, and not not to have to. Um, I, I don't have any reason to spend a lot of time focused on my negative shit. Is what I'm getting at because I have a lot of positive shit, right? Um, but there's a. I'm still living. Uh, I'm still alive. So the depression's there like every day. But the highlight of this, uh, one of the highlights anyway, um, has been introspection. Like I, I've been able to, given given time, and um, that's kind of what I've been really interested in the last year is just to try to figure myself out a lot. Like not, not some of my more outstanding qualities, which probably... I'm well aware of, and well accustomed to. I'm thinking more about the things that I have neglected because they're painful, right? And and so it's more of the, it's been an exploration for me and it hasn't been always pleasant. Uh, I've, I've had like periods over the last few months where, God, I can't even like get out of bed. I'm just bawling, right? Like I'm coming apart. But the, the reality of that is, um, and even in the moment, I think I, I recognized it a couple times. Was it's because I was willing to look at some stuff that I wasn't willing to look at before, right? Like I, I wasn't willing to just let it go and go and tell somebody and um, and talk about it again and and get it out there. And um, I had I think I had like the universe this year really prodding me to do that as well. Um, and because there was a period of time where I was. I was talking about being abused as a kid many, many times. I don't know how many times I actually was interviewed about it in the span of two weeks, but it was like four or five. I, I can't even remember who interviewed me about it. That's how many times. And, and obviously I could write it down, but when it comes to that subject, there's something that happens to my brain and probably I'm sure there's lots of rational reasons for it. Um, but it's just like, I go into a fog and I can't, I don't know if it's the same for you, John, when you think back about what you've been through or when it, when it pushes its way into consciousness, because to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like it's pushing its way in there. Um, and, and so as ugly as it has been to look at some of that stuff over and over and over again, because there was a period of time where I was talking about it a lot, um, I, I don't regret talking about it a lot. I actually, it's just the way the universe worked things out. It was just hard. Because when I, when I start talking about it, I go into that fog and, and, I, and I basically neglect every other part of me, right? Like, because it goes back to when I was a kid. Um, and it's just all it's about is protection, right? And so I start shutting my doors. I start like putting up the fences inside my head and I can feel it with people too, right? Like where um, when I'm going and I start being a little bit less um, genuine, you know, because I, I, can't, I don't have enough capacity to let it all out there. Um, and I'm not a big fan of doing that. I like to be able to give all of it and then refill my cup and then give all of it again and then refill my cup. So that was hard for me, but the truth is it was, uh, yeah, that's one of the highlights of me for me, Darcy, is just being able to look at stuff I don't want to look at and, and be okay, you know, like grow from it instead of uh, shrug or hide away from it. Yeah. Um, cower was the word I was looking for because there was periods of time in my life where I would cower from those memories, right? Like I, I just, I couldn't be in the same space with them. Um, 
even after going through step fours and stuff like that, there it, it's one of those things that that trauma is just there, right? Like, and as much as I think I understand it, it starts to change. Um, but really what's changing, I think, is I'm getting older. So it's starting to have a different effect on me, right? Because there is that legitimate thing that's happening to us humans as we get older, things are gradually wearing down. <laughs> like they just, that's what happens, right? So I think there's parts of some, I think it was Dom talked about it earlier, just the resiliency of, of what we're normally fit to do. We have to re-equip with different stuff now, right? Because we can't go to the gym to take our frustrations out. We can't do these things. And I'm definitely noticing that, the loss of those. Um, I was glad to see, John, and maybe you didn't know this, but I was really glad to see the province gave all, I think, 12-step fellowships an exemption. So I think most of them in the city are able to meet in person. Um, at this, this go-around, I think they actually spelled it out and they got an exemption of some kind. I don't know what their numbers are, but um, I, I was really glad to hear that because the last time it killed so many people. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like the shutdown just, and I, I, I don't know the numbers on how you would even really gather those numbers, but I, it seemed like a lot of people were dying and they were like us, right? Unable to, if you leave me alone for too long, like I, I get into trouble. Like <laughs> I, I do. Um, there's, it's weird. Like Dom mentioned uh, being an introvert, like the, the king introvert on the panel here tonight. Uh, and I, I look forward to aspiring to your introvertness, Dom, because seriously, <laughs> I, I wish I didn't need, as much as I need that time alone to recharge, I also need time with people to charge up, right? Like it's a weird give and take because honestly, I'm not a social animal of any, in any description, but there's, I wish I didn't need people the way I need them. <laughs> <laughs> if I could say that like that, I think that's how I could say it. I wish sometimes days like today when I'm out there and everybody seems so selfish and self-centered. And of course I am too, because um, it's all about me and how I feel out there. Right. Why yeah. doesn't anyone, why isn't anyone in public like paying attention to me <laughs> and what I need? Um, yeah. See, now I can't even remember what I was saying because it's all fun and games because the reality of it is we're all fun. Like we're all stuck here together in this, in this place that we have no control over. And that's what I meant by fucked. I didn't mean we're all fucked. I just meant none of us have control over this, right? And trying to exert control over this stuff that I can't control, that causes me like no end of suffering, right? Like no end of it. Now I can't even remember what your question was, Jersey. How's that, man? <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's a good answer i guess i don't know right on um right on don't yeah no it was just got. like uh what some of the good <laughs> things i guess that came out of whatever this yeah. year so yeah so i guess i did answer your question yeah. i am much i am much quicker to laugh when i shit my pants today than i was 10 months ago <laughs> i can assure you yeah and when i say shit my pants i mean not literally but figuratively yeah. Gotcha. Sure. <laughs> so there's a highlight, I guess. How are you guys? You go, John. Um, 
Uh, yeah, you know, it's, I think that for me, the, the, the bright spots or the positive moments from the past year are just realizing how much I took for granted before, you know, how much I, I, I didn't realize what normal was. Right. And, you know, just being able to go for groceries and without having to line up and, you know, now I, I, I realize how much I took for granted before. And, you know, with this whole COVID thing and, you know, it was pretty much at the very beginning of the, of the pandemic when Mona was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, so dealing with the cancer diagnosis and the COVID thing at the same time and having to go to the hospital and, you know, it's, it's very interesting that we, we sat with a guy once in chemo and he was, he knew that he was terminal, right? He was, he was at the end of his days, right? And, but to, to still have a positive outlook sitting guy, right? And to have someone who is basically facing the end of their life practically immediately in, in the span of time mm. saying, you know, cherish your family, cherish the, the small things that you take for granted and be grateful for things. You know, the, the whole gratitude and acceptance out of the last 10 months, you know, the acceptance, especially of, you know what, this is what it is. And no matter how much I piss and moan about it, my bad attitude isn't going to change it. It's not going to make it any better. It's probably going to make it worse. And it's not doing anybody any good, you know, um, to sit in a wet diaper and complain. Oh, the, uh, you know, I, the introspection thing as well, that was a big part of it. You know, you know, like that, that, voice of reason in the back of my head and always coming to the forefront now and, and guiding me and I don't know I you know what I I I'm the kind of person where it's it's easy to focus on the negative because that's just my conditioning right I'm more keenly aware of things that I perceive to be negative occurring that whether or not they are is of no consequence, but I perceive them to be negative and I focus on those a little more just because of life experience and, you know, what I've, what I've had to go through. And, but when I, you know, the kids were home from school and when I was working nights at the, at the recovery house, you know, I, I got to come home in the morning and see my kids and have breakfast with them. And it wasn't just a quick 30 seconds, hi, how you doing? And they're out the door, you know? Mm -hmm. I got to actually spend time with my boys and, and, and 
really appreciate that. You know, we would do things, go for walks with the dogs together, um, you know, be outside shooting hoops and just things that typically we wouldn't normally be able to do. So those are the kind of, you know, the, the silver lining, like Dom said, those are some of the things that prior to this um, would have been passed by. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We'll, we'll do it later. Just, I got stuff to do here, but I promise we'll, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow or next week or, you know, and then it never happens with, it was, yeah. You know what? You want to do that? Let's do that right now. We don't have to wait. We don't have anything else to do. Let's spend some time together. So, you know, it's, like I say, it's, it's easy for me to focus on the, what I perceive to be a negative. Um, and that's another thing that I've, I've benefited from is, is being able to work on that. And this, mm. that there is no positive or negative. Everything happens for a reason. Everything is as it's supposed to be, even though we don't mm. see this way, right? We don't like this. We don't want COVID. We don't want to be locked in our houses. But it is. It, it is what it is, right? And and to be able to practice acceptance around that, to say I have no control over this, I have to. I have to allow this to be as it is, because mm -hmm. the longer I fight against it, the more it resists, and then it just it just spirals me out of control, right? That tailspin happens, and it's hard to recover from that. So, you know, for all of the the uh and i don't like that term negative but i guess it's appropriate but so for all of the negative aspects of what's happened in the last 10 months there's certainly has been positive aspects of it right and i i don't watch the news i try not to at all because i i think that that just perpetuates mass panic and it it puts people into a frame of mind of fear right see things on the on the media so but there have been things that i've seen and you know people who are are risking their lives to help others during this mm -hmm. first responders the, the healthcare workers the staff mm -hmm. and i i don't mean just the icu nurses and stuff but the people who are cleaning mm -hmm you know taking out the garbage and working in food services and stuff like that like i can't imagine how stressful that must be for those people to have to oh. deal with this every single day mm -hmm. seeing no light at the end of the tunnel you know yeah. and like i say while the the nurses and doctors and stuff are pivotal it's the it's the the little guys that go unrecognized you know mm -hmm. the people the cleaners the it, it, there's just so many people that need to be recognized that may mm -hmm. go noticed, right yeah cops paramedics for sure you know like man oh man those poor guys what they deal with mm -hmm. and so anyhow it it has been something that i've i've been able to have discussions with my boys about as far as you know accepting things as they are and yeah. 
being grateful that there are people out there that are willing to risk their lives to make sure that the rest of us are safe. Right. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I think yeah, that's pretty solid by them, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty solid. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. solid thing. Those folks are doing. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like yeah. all the, the hospital workers, like from the ground up. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like in going to work every single day and, you know, yeah. but yeah, so that was my positive. Right on. Cool. Dom, you want to go ahead? Sriracha beef jerky. Sir- <laughs> that, that, that is That's your highlight? About, just so you know. And uh, yeah, like I just I echo what uh, John was saying. Um, like uh, I never cooked beef jerky in my life. And I thought, what can I, what can I do with my son? Uh, so we started this, uh, this process about uh, 24 hours ago, came to fruition at about uh, 3.15 today, pulling some uh, beef jerky off the smoker. Never nice. maybe would have tried that in the past, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I had time and uh, I had time to spend with him. And so, man, uh, I'm going to write a book, uh, Sriracha Beef Jerky. It's the, <laughs> it's the way. <laughs> Nice. it's the way it, so it tastes pretty good then i was going to ask you how it tastes oh it like blows your head off like you know it's uh, it's very 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 hot but uh yeah i it? think you know just um i think you know for me it's don't dwell don't dwell on things that you can't control uh, try to reinvent yourself like every day try something new try something you're afraid of try something you, you haven't done um challenge mm-hmm. yourself and kind of keep pushing forward and uh, take solace that it's December 28th. There's uh, three days left in this year. And uh, hopefully we put it all behind us. Oh my God. Can you imagine if it actually worked that way? It's <laughs> no. like it's on, the, on the first, yeah, the first of January comes and everyone's like, oh, hey, how's it going, Bob? Yeah, I'm good, Bob. Good to, good, good to see you, Bob. Everybody's <laughs> name is Bob. Everything is well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I think, um, yeah, you're, you're, you gotta go too. Yeah, I know. I know. See, I'm going, um, (laughs) for me, I think the biggest thing was, uh, you know, well, there was, there was actually a few things, but one of the biggest ones probably being able to spend a lot of time with my daughter. Um, I mean, she turned 13 this year. So, you know, we were always like, well, you only got a few more years before she doesn't want to hang out with you at all or be seen with you. But I think COVID's kind of re reevaluated that. So um, it's just been kind of nice spending time with her. So, I mean, for me, that's that's been a great thing. Because um, when I was working, I was out of town probably at least three days a week. So it was kind of a complete shift for me from being out of town and at work when I'm in town to now I'm home every day. And so, I mean, that's hard. And, and certainly financially, it's not easy, not been easy, but um mm-hmm definitely you know spending time with my daughter and i think the the biggest one of the biggest things is just taking the time to reevaluate what is important to you and what isn't mm-hmm. and i think you know i i talked about it for a long time but you never really get that oomph to maybe do it but you kind of get in that bubble where it's just if you're you know you get in your routine and you go to work you come home you do this you do that and, you, and then by the mm-hmm. end it's the end of the week and weeks go by and months go by and and you just really feel like you haven't done anything. And I feel like this has kind of put things in perspective and made me really reevaluate, like, do, do I, I mean, 
right now trying to find a job in is brutal, but uh, is, is that really where I want to be? Is it just, is it just another job or is it maybe take this time now? Cause you're forced to be home. You're forced to do these things to start reevaluating. Maybe you got different goals, maybe set new goals, maybe shift away from, you know, work mentality to maybe, maybe you need a better balance in your life, but just that, like you guys were talking about that introspection. Um, and I feel like that's really what 10 months has been is just figuring out who I am again and what do I even like and why do I like that? Um, and I, you know, took up a lot of things this, that, that I really wasn't, I, things I kind of always wanted to do, but it was like, eh, you don't have time. And now that wasn't an excuse. So I did a lot of those things, you know, and uh, really started getting in photography and stuff like that. And obviously my daughter is, you know, goes with me on all those trips and stuff like that. So it was just, I don't know, I guess those are my positives, but it really is. I think it boils down to having that gratitude of, Hey, this is what I have. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because not everybody has what I have. And some people might have more, but a lot of people have less. So but just realizing that even within that, you still have to find moments of happiness, of joy, of connection with mm-hmm. people. So like for me, it's, it's easier. And I think, you know, actually all of us, it's probably easier because at least we have families. Like if I was yeah. just a single dude living in an apartment, I don't know what I'd be like right now. <laughs> I'd be one. I was just mess. thinking the same thing. Yeah. But, uh, but, and, and, you know, just being able to, you know, sometimes my daughter doesn't come out of her room much and that's cool. You, you just kind of got to learn to just roll with things and mm-hmm. not take things so seriously and not get, you know, mm-hmm. not let all those little things bug you and get on you. And let's see. Yeah. So I've done a lot of thinking about like stuff I used to get annoyed about. And it's like, why, what is the point of that? Or, mm-hmm. and just even social media, I have, I think COVID I've backed right off social media. I've, I don't watch the news anymore, hardly at all. I, I just, I just, when they, it was like when they said lockdown, I was like, okay, let's just lock down. And I don't want to hear anything from the outside world. Like, I just want a bunker. I want my, I know, I'm going to yeah. like my Les Nessman version of a bunker. And <laughs> I just wanna, I'm going to put some tape out and then nobody comes in here. Um, yeah. So I think those are the highlights for me for this year, for sure. Um, if cool. I was going to find good things out of, out of all this stuff that's happening, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a good thing that we started to highlight some of the issues that we have in society. I think it's a great yep. opportunity as a society to go, okay, what is really important to us as a society, you know, mm-hmm. and really start to, I mean, I, I wish we were doing more of it and maybe progressing faster at changing things, but just that concept as even as neighbors, as, as, as friends, like, geez, mm-hmm. maybe I should start calling my friends more often and, maybe I should, you know, like just realizing like, what is more important to you? And yeah. so I, I hope that we see a shift, I guess, in 2021 to maybe make our priorities a little more community-based for everybody. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, I think that's my highlight. Cool. Yeah. I is think nobody going honestly... to mention the, uh, the best part of 2020, in my opinion, the Christmas <laughs> video of Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that if was the pretty cast. epic. If anything summed up 2020 more perfectly, <laughs> I don't know. I Absolutely. haven't seen it yet. Right. That yeah, video and- was probably the best thing that happened in the entire year. 
<laughs> it was in my mind when I when I think of it, I think of Izzy was 2020 and Floyd was all of us in the beginning of 2020. <laughs> right. All of a sudden we're panicking and we're screaming and we're running because there's this big, ugly thing coming after us. <laughs> Seriously, you know what? It just it encapsulated everything that 2020 was about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Don't trust anybody. Nope. <laughs> yeah, let's just burn 2020 and move forward from here. I, but I got to tell you, man, like I got to spend lots of time with Heather, like with the cats, like, and yeah. we don't have kids, but I got to spend lots of time with my family too, right? So mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty lucky there too. And I got to see my friends and, um, well, I don't, I don't just get to. I, I like to, so I choose to. Um, and I, I think I can only see them so much before they'll get annoyed with me. So what I try to do is just go slow with my friends. Uh, once a week probably can handle me. Um, that's probably pretty much tops once a week. <laughs> but I, I love having my friends around. I love having my family. And, and I know how I guess I know how full that makes my life because there's lots of people that don't have that stuff, right? So I think at the end of the year, probably the same every year for me is the people in my life as opposed to any of the stuff that I might or might not have, you know? Like all the people, yeah, I think I'll carry that with me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the main, it's, it's always the main thing every year, right? Is yeah, like um, Mona made is like doing well like you know what i mean those things are important like those are those are what's really important you know dom gets to spend time more time with his kids john darcy like i know we're watching we started watching lucifer and have you guys seen the series on netflix it's, yeah it's pretty funny anyway we just started watching it and literally lucifer's perspective on children sums up heather and my perspective in like only as a joke it's kind of like, oh yeah, there's a little creepy thing with boogers and stuff. Like it, <laughs> we're just, it's more like a joke, right? Like, but but reality is, it's amazing to hear you guys talk about your kids. Like I love hearing, listening to you guys talk about how you got to spend more time with them. And um, to me, yeah, I don't I don't know what would be more important, right? Because I I do as much as Heather and I get annoyed with each other at times, like. I I love her, so it's it's been really nice being able to get to know her differently, right? More deeply, I guess. Um, especially with all, because it hasn't been all roses, I'll tell you that. <laughs> being locked, as all of you can attest to, for the last ten months, we're like, I don't know what I did before the lockdown to cope with the weekly stress of life, except for go to the gym. Like I, it's the only thing I can really connect to that, that, and I was able to be away from the house working more, um, which probably alleviated a lot of that stress. But outside of the stress, it's been really nice getting to know my partner, right? Like, and, um, and our cats, <laughs> but I really want some of that beef jerky, Dom. Yeah, no kidding. I think you should have had to bring some for group here. Yeah, or, or know, send was, some to us so we could all try it on on air here. I think I he did deck. bring some for group. 
<laughs> yeah, like I, I remember promising pizza for this uh, for our get together here. Right. Yeah, you right. realize how much of this COVID stuff I had to orchestrate in order to not get through with that? Like I had to come up with this worldwide <laughs> pandemic to not open my wallet and buy you guys pizza on this get together. But you, you know, know it worked what? out my way. You know, so what can I say? It was just a small. It's funny. Small price it's the pay. same guy who told us that we just follow the money, man. Wherever there's the money is, that's going to be the issue. The money. You didn't mm-hmm. want to get pizza. Now we gotta wear masks everywhere. Thank yeah. you. Very maybe way to go, year. Dom. Maybe maybe next year. Like uh, we'll try for you know twelve months from now. I might be good on that. So. Great. Now we're gonna have a Super oh. Bowl king to go off or something. <laughs> oh my God! Would anybody be surprised? Seriously? Like, no. I don't know. I, I think. What do you guys project for twenty twenty one? Complete apocalyptic. <laughs> Mad Max. That's what I'm predicting. Mad Max. Full on. That's what you're predicting. Yep. So we, we know who just got off of a YouTube binge, eh? Like all day in the YouTube K-hole. <laughs> the paranoia K-hole. I'll just get my, I got my tinfoil hat over here. I'll just get that on. Yeah, for anybody who's watched The Walking Dead, you know, now we know what happened in the prequel. You know, the COVID vaccine came out. And yep. then what happened? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah, everybody started getting the vaccine and it turned them into The Walking Dead. <laughs> That's pretty far out. Do you guys have any plans for uh, New Year's? I, I mean, look, I get it. You can't tell me if you're going to go to a party because you'll get arrested. But um, <laughs> I, I did hear some pretty sick fines out there that were handed out. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. I, I heard about some sick ones, but in I, different parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, well, I they I don't know. I mean, there's I'm, some crazy fines. For, like, have you ever heard of, like, 5,000 or... 15,000 some places and stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah, I heard here in town it's a thousand bucks a head. Like if wow. you're somewhere, yeah, like at a party or something like that, it's like a thousand dollar fine each. I, that could be totally made up. I have yeah. no idea. I don't look into it because I never leave the house. So <laughs> that's <laughs> well, my new go to thing. I'm like, ah, COVID, can't leave. So yeah, when I, when um, I send out this little meme about becoming a, a, a what do they call a recluse? And yeah. all my friends respond, yeah, we're already there. Like, we're already there. <laughs> I spent the last couple months re- like looking at different countries to live so that I could actually get away further away from society. So, like, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into tropical countries where you're deep in the jungle now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah well, it was weird because had, we hadn't heard from Darcy for a bit. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about moving to Costa Rica. Hey? And it's like... No. Dude, what's going on with you, man? No, I'm seriously, I'm moving to Costa Rica. People oh, are fucked. I'm yeah, here. no, I had to reevaluate my goals, so that's my new goal. If I'm gonna die, it's it, gonna man. be in tropical paradise. That's all I'm saying. That that's fair, dude. I mean, if I'm gonna get COVID, it's gonna be somewhere nice, not in yeah, Arctic fair Canada. Fair enough. And chances so. are, dude, if you're in the jungle down there and you don't know what you're doing. You'll probably die of something totally right? exactly. not COVID related. Like I'll pick yeah, up a spider it'll... and think, "How cute is this?" And then it'll bite my head off or something. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, it's all you good. You gonna get COVID, Durs? <laughs> where you get free healthcare first? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get COVID where you get free healthcare, and then go somewhere else. Yeah, maybe, don't maybe, don't get it in the states, move. man. That'll cost you your house. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I, I should move to Australia or something. They don't have any there. Yeah. I want to hear the uh, the the uh, how long it took you to recover, John. Like, how what were mm-hmm. uh, what symptoms did you get, and how long did it take to to get over your uh, COVID? 
Uh, you know, it, it's funny because I've talked to other people that have had it and they said some have gotten like mild cold symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, other people have died. So you go from the spectrum of, I got a couple of sniffles and I'm planning a funeral. For me, it was, oh, it was almost a full month to recover from. Oh, a full month? Yeah. And Damn. at the peak of it, for about two and a half to three weeks, I'd say, I was sleeping 22 hours a day, um, like really bad flu symptoms of sweats and then chills mm -hmm. and body aches. And um, I never got the respiratory part of it. Uh, I got really bad gastrointestinal problems from it. Um, hypersensitivity to light and sound like any light at all was piercing and any wow. sound other than a whisper was like a bomb going off in my head. So Jeez. yeah, this, this is a really, really weird disease. You know, it affects so many different people, so many different ways, but yeah, for me, it was mm -hmm. extreme fatigue, like extreme fatigue, getting up and walking down the stairs was pretty much all I could do. That was it. I was spent. Jeez. Yeah. So um yeah it, it was a long time recovering it was about a month wow man that's wild yeah, that's, and, crazy. And that's crazy it's interesting i just talked to my older brother and he said he got tested positive three times with it but he didn't have any symptoms for wow. three weeks. and then it was gone yeah then he got tested again and it was gone so he had no symptoms for three weeks and then it was gone crazy and then you hear guys who were in good health and no pre-existing conditions who are catching it and then they're dead within two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know what, I'm, I'm happy that it's gone. I'm happy that I, that I recovered from it and uh, mm. I recommend anybody getting it. So don't be going out there and licking doorknobs and handrails and, you know, it's, it's not a viable excuse to get out of going to work. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> So we all shouldn't go to a party and get purposely infected and uh, that I can't say. You can if you want, and good luck to you. Well, they were doing that infection. The they were doing that down yeah. south, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't recommend it. It sucked for me. So I mean if if someone else gets it and they have no symptoms, then they're really lucky. But, well, I, I think that's the point of this, right? Is that it's such a strange illness that we don't, mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen to you, no. right? Like it, it could be a cold or maybe not a cold, right? Yeah. Either way, it doesn't make any sense to infect other people with our shit. No. no <laughs> well, no. And, and there's no point to the risk. Like, I mean, if you get it, no. you carry it around for two weeks without showing any symptoms. Like mm -hmm. it's just, what's the, what is, like, that's why I, I'm all for protesting, but I don't get this one because the the only thing it does is save other people so like it yeah I, I just don't understand why this is so inconvenient to some but but because yeah. for me it's just like I, I don't want to i would hate to give this to somebody and then have them die you know well so and, it, yeah totally man you know what i would hate to do i would hate to see our democracy come down to okay we have the right to protest therefore we're going to protest everything like that that well, diminishes yeah. and and i'm i am almost I didn't go down the YouTube K hole of conspiracy K for conspiracy hole today, but 
I, I mean, it seems pretty erroneous to me. Like, why, why are we even like paying attention to this? It, it's we're, funny though because they, it was the same thing in the, in the 1918 and back then and during the plague. Really, the Spanish flu or whatever it was. Yeah, there was protesters. Oh, there it? was anti-maskers. Yeah, because like they, I, I was just reading an article <laughs> my wife brought up today, and it was like um, they were talking about Toronto and Toronto had locked down and no, yeah. you know, like you couldn't go out of your house kind of thing, and you had to wear masks, and and there was protesters then, and exactly mm. a almost exactly a hundred years ago. So like we really haven't learned anything. So. Well, it's it's funny, hey, because what what they're protesting is it's only going to last longer if we don't wear masks. Yes, <laughs> like we're going to have more government controls the longer the spread continues to be at the rate it was, right? Like, I, well, yeah. at this rate, so are we going to start? I like I just laugh because I think what's after COVID, what's next? People are going to start being like, no, I'm gonna I do not have to wear pants to go into this store. <laughs> like, it, it just I don't get it. Like, what? <laughs> so are we gonna see no pants protests and oh like, dude if if there's a I don't protest about not wearing pants on my i'm car. going to that protest <laughs> like, so, oh my god i don't want to wear pants either man you just brought up a good one the next rally rally for yeah. no pants god I, so just i don't know man i just laugh Unreal. but i think that's the thing at this point for me, all I can do when I hear these things and stuff, I just kind of have to laugh because I don't even know what else to say. So, how about you, Mister Dominic? I I have this frozen head on my screen. Can you guys see anything or no? My no, screen I'm just is not moving. I'm just, I'm just staying. Very, I'm just staying very silent. <laughs> I forgot you're a ninja. He's like a yeah, very no, silent. Been, very I still. took a friend triloquism. Is that a thing? Like in my spare time? So it looks like I'm not actually speaking, but I really am. So. Where's your hand? Oh, yeah, dude. Where do you put your hand on yourself? Uh, maybe I'm glad the video isn't working. <laughs> you must do a lot of yoga. Yeah, totally. Uh, a lot of yoga because it's not his hand up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, I've heard there's a uh, super strain of gonorrhea going around now as well, just to, uh, to impact your lives. So. <laughs> You guys be careful out there. <laughs> so wait, I bet you the, the in the increase in gonorrhea came from the use of glory holes for safe sex. That's exactly how it happened. Backfired. It totally backfired. Blame it on the helmet. It was one direction. Yep. Totally went the opposite way. So talk about yeah. your all-time backfires. <laughs> glory holes lead to gonorrhea. We should probably uh, start a meme. Yeah. Totally. So oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta go out and protest that. So uh, you know, yeah. it's not fair. It was not. It's not fair, man. It's not fair. But would you have gotten gonorrhea were you wearing a mask? <laughs> These are the questions that are going to keep me up at night. <laughs> Would right. I have gotten it if I had the mask on? Yeah. The hole in the middle. Yeah. The hole in the middle. Did you see those? Uh, the band was it a marching band down in the states or something like that? No. They had like a little flap, and their horn could go on their mask. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there was like a little flap. Here. Oh my yeah. god! Don't don't, don't even know. want to start with the jokes about that. Don't not even well, going to start. It's already on the internet, so it's too late. It's too late. It was already on there. That's where I got it from. <laughs> you just got to laugh, right? I mean, just the little things yeah. every day. My wife uh, told me after uh, 
a long shift at dispatching. She had this very irate caller call up complaining about there was this guy and he was a bad driver. And on top of that, he wasn't wearing a mask while he was in his car. And he wants to report that person so we can <laughs> go and write him a ticket. Really? Well, you don't have to wear a mask in your car by yourself. But this was news to him. So I'm glad there, you know, can be a little bit of education along the way. Oh, excellent. So, so Jilly was able to like, just talk him down and say, no big deal. It's okay. You're, you don't have to wear a mask either in your car. Yeah. Well, I often wondered about those people wearing a mask in their own car by themselves. I was like, you know, it's okay. Live a little. You could take it off for a second. <laughs> I don't think so. And it, it, I mean, I'm laughing. The truth of the matter is like, there's probably people with like gripping, terrifying, like fear of this illness. Right. So, and I imagine when I see someone like driving their car by themselves with a mask on, that's who I see in the car. I'm like, oh my God, that's the epitome of afraid, right? And that, like, that's why John doesn't watch the news all day, right? I, I don't stay connected to that stuff all day because it's, it's gonna kill me, you know? Like you'll be just unable to leave the house these days, you know? Yeah, yeah anyway, sorry. I don't know what, I got off on a tangent there. So about the about the Catholic Church, David. Oh, geez. Do you want to give your uh, two minutes on yeah. the Catholic Church before we go? Okay, so two minutes or less in the Catholic Church, you got okay, it. Okay, I'm starting. You, the you timer. asked for it. Okay. Okay. Stop okay. the recording. So, Stop the recording. Oh no, this is going out there, man. <laughs> so actually, as a part of my introspection this year, you'll be happy to know um, that I'm not quite as venomous about the Catholic Church anymore because the truth of the matter is, it's none of my business, right? Like. That stuff is none of my business. Uh, and it is aggravating that it still exists, absolutely. The existence of that monstrosity is kind of, uh, I think it's a blight on humans um, in general. But again, that's my opinion. It's none of my business. That's what I had to conclude. And actually, there was a lot of stuff wrapped up. I think I mentioned it earlier about just going through the, my own story a lot this year with the abuse specifically. I had to address it. Like I had to look at how I was talking about the Catholic church and it was a hundred percent out of my own pain. Right. Like, so I'm glad you asked Dom because I've actually thought about it a lot. Well, <laughs> very, very learned of you. He's, I see. I can't push any buttons tonight. He's Maybe been preparing try, like, the that for a year. The flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually ever since our last podcast when all four of us were together, I was like, never again, never again. <laughs> But well, but the truth is, I felt some of the things I said were offside, and that got me to think about it. So I appreciate that. Wow! Yeah, good for well, you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna good tell you. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, I know it's like Dave. Finally, you got this very basic of lessons of life. <laughs> we're through we're one trigger. Um. <laughs> I was going to say thank you though, because I had the, I had when, when COVID first started, like I, I really had these visions in my head of uh, like those TV shows you see where there's like spreading disease or whatever. Right. And it's just yeah, nightmare, horrible. But then you, we did a podcast episode with a, a with that bed bug sniffing dog. And uh, oh yeah, that eliminated my worry so much about COVID because it replaced it with bed bugs now. So that was, <laughs> 
<laughs> really awesome, Dave. <laughs> so just to let everybody well, know, I'm sitting on a couch <laughs> in a church, and it's not brand new furniture. And this dog is burying its head in between the couch cushions. And all I can no. think of is there's nothing. I'm sitting on bed, like a mountain of bed bugs. Darcy, Darcy, that time. dog's nose was not in the cushions. It was in your crotch. No. It, so it we was, thought maybe oh my God. gonorrhea had gotten to you. And so we used a dog to try to help you. I think the dog would notice that was pretty funny, crabs? actually. I mean, it's just a um, bug, right? Yeah, it might have. That's Bed Bug's Dirty Cousin. Bed Bug's Dirty Cousin. So, so I highly recommend if anybody's got some anxiety about COVID, just bring in a, a Bed Bug sniffing dog for an hour, an afternoon. Oh, well, honestly, when, when we brought, when James came in with that dog, I had no, like, I have no idea what other people are afraid of, right? Like, or what keeps people up at night. Like, I have no idea. And if people don't tell me, I don't know. But that was pretty funny, Darcy, because it was kind of like after the fact. Yeah, but I wasn't and afraid of it until daughter... that damn dog would not stop sniffing all the furniture in there. <laughs> I, I know. For like an hour and a half. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, now I'm covered in it. And I'm going home and now my whole house is covered in bed bugs now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, we planted the seed. It was it was pretty awesome. And then the way Sam tortured you about it was pretty good, too. So. Yes, she's really good at that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, kids are good at that. That's like their gift back to you parents, right? Yeah. It's like, here, here's some of how we felt about being disciplined all these years. I know. And then our, our revenge. Enjoy. Is have grandkids. Yes. That's when revenge hits. But, but yeah, so yeah. for anybody out there who wants to deal with their COVID anxiety, just think how many bed bugs could be living in all of your furniture and carpet. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Right? Now, I know now John's going to be on the carpet with a magnifying glass. No, thank God those days are over, eh, John? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, bed bugs we're, are the least of my worries. Yeah, no doubt. We're on the carpet looking for shit in the carpet. <laughs> Mind you, I didn't do that very often, and it wasn't for the same reason, but yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes you drop your drugs on the carpet, and you got to go sifting through the carpet. Yep. Carpet pickers. <laughs> Carpet pickers. It's like the scene at the end of Dazed and Confused where they're uh, dropping the weed on the field as they walk to the cops. I always think, yeah. I wonder, I, I bet you that kid came in real life. That kid would have come back and tried to find it and put it back oh, in yeah. the bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like as a teenager? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Me? That, yeah. It was hard to find. Yeah. Either that or set the whole field on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's burning the whole thing for a five We're just going to roll it up. We're going to roll the whole thing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i don't think any of us answered are you guys all just we're just going to stay home for new year's i'm imagining yeah i don't yeah i'm not a big new year's party guy anyway so this year really isn't going to be any different except i probably will stay up past midnight this year for the first time in uh, years so first time in years eh yeah yeah cool yeah. you guys barbecues or anything or family coming over or should can't even have family over nope. god i forgot already yeah, no plans. No plans. Cool. Well, gentlemen, unless there's anything else you want to talk about for 2020, I, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for doing this. Uh, it was just fun to laugh with you guys. 